you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. From our newsroom here in Los Angeles, my name is Andrew Siciliano, a newsroom where we had an eye-opener this morning out of Nashville, where the Titans announced to fire general manager John Robinson, the man pictured on the left there next to head coach Mike Vrabel. And yes, the team has lost two in a row. Yes, the roster may not be what you want it to be. But they are 7-5. and five. They are in first, barring some kind of colossal collapse. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are putting together a team that will win the AFC South and be in the postseason. Here's a statement from Titans ownership from Amy Adams Strunk. And you can read along with you, but with us. But the key part here on the screen is, I believe there is more to be done and higher aspirations to be met. More to be done, higher aspirations to be met. I want to thank John for his dedicated work to set this organization on an upward trajectory, and I wish him and his family the best. This one is a surprise here. Mike Garofolo and Tom Pelissero again. They are in first. No one is really going to challenge the Tennessee Titans. They should win that division, barring a colossal collapse. One month short of his seventh anniversary with the franchise. Tom, what happened here? Well, Andrew, my understanding is this was about the frustration that the Titans brass up to the ownership level had with the direction of the roster assembled by John Robinson, even at a time that the Titans are on track, as you mentioned, to win the AFC South and go to the playoffs for the fifth time in Robinson's seven seasons. You've heard a little bit of that from Mike Vrabel at various points this season. There was one stretch and one point at which during a press conference he was being asked repeated questions about the offense, and he said, if you haven't figured it out by now, this is how we're going to have to play. 
that was indicating that they've had to have a very run-centric offense surrounding Derrick Henry, in part because of what they lacked at the wide receiver position. They traded away A.J. Brown back before the draft, got a guy in Traylon Burks, who certainly has shown a lot of promise, but to this point has not been able to stay on the field. And Brown just came in this past Sunday with his new team, the Eagles, and had more catches, yards, and touchdowns than the entire Titans receiving core combined. It's never one thing. With a move like this, certainly if you look back through John Robinson's draft history, he's had some big-time hits. A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry and Harold Landry, Jeff Simmons, Jack Conklin. There also have been some high-profile misses. Uh, Isaiah Wilson being chief among those. Caleb Farley hasn't played much. There have been some misses in free agency as well. Uh, bringing in Vic Beasley Jr. on a big-money deal. Trading for Julio Jones. But again, anytime you assess a roster, you're going to see both good and bad. You certainly get that if you look through John Robinson's career here. He's under contract through the 2027 draft, which means he now walks away with another four years of pay, Mike. Yeah, a lot of times when you're surprised by a story and you start to have some conversations with some folks around the league uh, in the aftermath, it starts to make more sense. This one's starting to make less sense the more conversations I have. And the timing of the firing, because there's no real reason to do this right now, the timing of the firing seems to indicate, yes, Titans fans, it was this guy's fault that A.J. Brown was on the field going against your team instead of going for your team. And look, that appears to be a mistake, clearly. I mean, A.J. Brown wound up getting a deal that was fair for him. It wasn't top of the receiver market. They dressed it up with some money on the back end, but it was below that top rung. It's basically where he should have been paid. And for the Titans to say, well, that wasn't in the budget, well, what did you expect? Now, listen, A.J. Brown's had some knee stuff in the past, so maybe you think the longevity of what he's... Uh, going to be able to do for you, and that's the reason that you move on from him. Now, I did mention that to somebody at some point. I said, you know, maybe that was the thought process, and the person said to me, well, guess what? That's good GMing to then say, well, if we don't want this guy here for the long haul, let me turn it into a pick with a guy at his position that we think can do similar things and be just as good as him. And, Tom, you talked about Traylon Burks getting hurt. I mean, he, he's hurt right now because he got smoked while holding on to a touchdown exactly. pass the other day. And, and he, he, so he, he had a hustle touchdown last week. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I, the reason that we keep saying that we keep hearing from other people like, no, 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 I'm missing something here is because from a football standpoint, yeah, there were mistakes made along the way, but there were a lot of good things that John Robinson did as a general manager. From a football standpoint, it continues to be a head scratcher for folks around the league. Sure, and tight. Titans fan on line one is going, Isaiah Wilson should be enough to get fired. No one else would have taken Caleb Farley. Not true, but there were red flags certainly on his medical, and he's only played 12 games in two years. But yeah. there is a longer resume here, and they're going to get a home playoff game again this year. In all likelihood, granted, they had a home playoff game last year, and they were one and done, beaten yeah, by the Howie, Howie Roseman the took Jalen Rager. Howie Roseman took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. You trust the guy's entire body of work, and when you're mm -hmm. going to make a mistake, you can come back from it. That's all I'm saying. That team is now 11-1. and one. Meantime, Eric DaCosta's yeah. team, the Baltimore Ravens, just making the transition here with general managers. Mike has a quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who John Harbaugh said yesterday is unlikely to play this week. What's the latest on Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's more than unlikely. I mean, I don't think we're expecting to see him out there this week with a uh, knee sprain there that, like Harbaugh said immediately after the game, is not a season-ender by any stretch. Sounds like he's going to be down for a couple of weeks here, and basically it's going to be how he recovers and how he bounces back. And I go back to last year and that 
ankle issue or whatever it was that uh, just never seemed to quite heal himself. Lamar Jackson's got to get in there. He's got to rehab. He's got to do everything he can to get back out on the field as quickly as possible. So week to week is a, is a fair assessment. I'd say somewhere in the realm of one, two, three weeks, somewhere around there. We'll see how quickly Lamar Jackson can get back on the field. Which means Tyler Huntley will start in his place in all likelihood, as you said, this week against the Steelers. And he faced the Steelers last week or last year. In I love me some Tyler Huntley. What's that? I love me some Tyler Huntley. I think he's great. I love me some Tyler Huntley as well. Loved him at the East-West Shrine Bowl some years ago in Tampa as well. St. Petersburg. All right, Titans get the Jaguars. Getting back to them. What's Trevor Lawrence's status, Tom? Andrew, Trevor Lawrence did undergo an MRI yesterday. The coach Doug Peterson said was on his foot and his toe. My understanding is there were no major issues turned up by that MRI. Peterson had said that everything seemed to be trending in the right direction. So it certainly sounds like a good bet that Trevor Lawrence will be out there this week against the Titans, despite what initially looked to be a very gruesome injury that he suffered on Sunday. Other good news, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs listed as uh, limited on the injury report yesterday. He's dealing with that calf that occurred a couple of weeks ago, as well as a quad injury that popped up this week. My understanding there is, barring something going sideways here, Josh Jacobs does look like he's on track to be available Thursday night against the Rams, which is a big deal for the Raiders because this is a guy who has, let me check the numbers here, 225 more yards from scrimmage than anyone else in the NFL. The Raiders are winning right now. Obviously, he had that monster game in Seattle. If he continues on this course, are we talking about Josh Jacobs, dark horse MVP candidate by the end of this season? It's not that far-fetched. One way or another, he's making himself a lot of money right now. He is leading the league in rushing right now. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. This is a salary drive of all salary drives. Tip of the cap to Josh Jacobs and to Tom Pelissero and Mike Arafolo. Gentlemen, thank you. Before we turn the page to week 14, let's look back at the end of week 13. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers with another one against the Saints. Can they sweep them after, you know, losing so many in a row aside from the playoffs? They were down big fourth quarter, but Brady rallies him back with a touchdown to Kate Otten, and they would get the ball back after Taysom Hill couldn't hang on to a pass on third and 17. Look at the clock, 39 to go on this snap. Julio Jones goes up high and brings it down near the five-yard line. Yes, Julio Jones still plays for the Buccaneers, and he made a play there. And then from the six with eight seconds to go, and still with a timeout, the rookie Rashad White catches it at the two, turns upfield, reaches over the goal line, and it is another fourth quarter game-winning drive for Tom Brady and the 6-6 six and six NFC South leading Buccaneers. Just like we drew it up. Great route by Rashad, great catch. Uh, Byrett made a great call. So it was, you know, we thought we threw the touchdown. I didn't see the, the one we hit to Chris. And then uh, I thought I threw it in about a quarter of a second. I was like, how is there a hole? I told her, how is there a hole? I, threw, I caught it and threw it. And they put us back on, I think, the 15 and then still found a way. So it was a... Uh, you know, great team win. We've been pretty good in the, uh, you know, no huddle two-minute drills. And, um, you know, that um, a lot of games come down to those types of plays. Our guys made them. Our defense really stepped up and played great. They played amazing all year, kept us in the game, and allowed us to, you know, get the ball back there with a chance to win with, a couple, with you know, two minutes left. Look, we've got to find a formula that allows us to score more points more consistently, and I know we're so, still searching through it. We've had a lot of guys in and out, and we're trying to find some good formulas, and we got to, um, you know, we're going to keep grinding. Outstanding effort. <laughs> hey.
Jason just informed me the last time the Bucks swept the Saints was 15 years ago. <laughs> Every week, every week, gotta be like this. Yes, Team effort. Team. We're going out to San Fran on Friday, okay? Another big game. Outstanding job, guys. Yes, sir. Break it down. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, that was a hard fought win, but we kept swinging. Hey, we kept swinging. We came out on top. We knocked their ass out. <laughs> Yeah. Devin White in the locker room yeah. after the game. Steve White <laughs> is with me. Sarah Walsh uh, was at the game there as well. Another amazing Tom Brady comeback. I heard Todd Bowles say San Fran. They do get the Bucks this week in, in San Francisco. Brady is from the Bay Area. Brady said San Fran. Normally, people from the Bay Area hate when you say San Fran. That kind of stuck out to me last night. What else, Sarah, other than <laughs> nonsense from me, did we learn last night about the Buccaneers? Well, we learned this team is capable of pulling a rabbit out of the hat at the end, which we knew. But I think just to give you some context, you heard Todd Bowles talk about that they hadn't swept the Saints in 15 years. For people that haven't closely followed this series, the Saints have really, really been a thorn in the Buccaneers side for a long time now. So this was a big deal. No matter how they got the win, it was a huge deal for this organization to knock the Saints out the way in which they did and to sweep them in the regular season. You go back 15 years, there's nobody on that roster. Mike Evans was asked about that. He said, never in my time do I know what this feeling is like to be able to do this to this team. And then if you go back and, and look at some stats, the, here's another one. They hadn't scored a touchdown against the Saints at home since 2019. Jameis Winston was the quarterback then. Tom Brady was asked about that afterwards. And he actually joked, he said, I thought what you're saying to me is an insult, but I can't even say that. He's like, it's actually absolute fact. So this is how much trouble the Saints have presented to the Buccaneers over the years. So I think that they have some perspective waking up on this Tuesday going, yes, we didn't look great on offense really until the last three minutes of the game, but we'll take that win any way you can get it. And Todd Bowles did say, you saw him really happy in the locker room afterwards, but to us when he stepped up to the podium, he said, we sputtered around on offense for a couple of quarters, and it seems like we really can't get things going until the end of games. That might work in the NFC South, marching your way and punching your ticket into the playoffs. But as you know, Andrew, that recipe is not going to last you very long in the postseason. And the Bucks are well aware of that. Yeah, and they're also well aware that this game is a big deal for Tom Brady, Bay Area guy coming back here to face his team in Santa Clara and face. Let's get ready for the, uh, this guy was, you know, just born when Tom Brady started playing football thing here, Steve. Uh, Brock Purdy, which barring something unforeseen, will be the 49ers starting quarterback this Sunday. What would you see on Sunday and what do you think moving forward? First off, people in the Bay also don't like when you say Frisco. San Fran yes. and Frisco, so you got to go San yes. Francisco. But, I mean, look, Brock Purdy, you know, this is going to be a challenge for him because Todd Bowles is very good at disguising fronts as the game goes along, right? He's, Brock Purdy is going to see a ton of different looks and prep and preparing on film, looking at this Bucks defense, and then when he gets them face-to-face. -face. The good thing is you see him here against the Dolphins, the Dolphins threw a lot at him too. I mean, again, I'll say it one more time. They tried to warm him up throughout this game, and he was very key. Look at this great throw to Kittle. He's in Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Jawan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk. He did a fantastic job, but now the stakes are going to be a little bit higher because this Bucks defense does not allow teams to score. The good thing for the 49ers is they don't allow teams to score, and they're playing a Bucks offense that does not put a lot of points on the board. 
So Brock Purdy is going to be challenged in this game. But again, the support staff around him should be able to really help out. It should be a very good matchup, um, again, with, with the Buccaneers. We'll see if I can take the first order of business for Todd Bowles as we turn the page now and look forward to this next week is digging up some film on Brock Purdy. He was asked about him this morning when he addressed the media. He just said, I don't know a lot about him. And that's probably fair. Uh, Todd, you're not alone on that one. But I can tell you one thing that this defense does want to do better, and that is cause turnovers. This team, which is generally really good at takeaways, or this defense, I should say, we haven't seen it as much as of late. And they've been very solid at times, but through the first three weeks of this season, Bulls' defense had eight takeaways through three games. And since then, since week three, they've got just three takeaways. And one of them was an interception on sort of a throwaway Hail Mary pass at the end of a half. Now, Bowles has said they want to get better at that. They they know that they need to do that, and they need to do it, he said, because it helps the offense out. And Look, they're trying to find any way they can to help out this Buccaneers offense, but I don't think there's any question that Bowles, a defensive guy, and this defense is salivating over the opportunity to go against this rookie quarterback in San Francisco. And one last thing. What is the deal with the San Fran thing? Because I know I've made the mistake before where I yeah. said San Fran and I, you know, like get hammered for it. What, what's so wrong? Folks, folks with in the San Bay, I'm San telling Fran. you. It sounds good I, to me. I've done it too. You I know, know, not, I know not being from the West Coast. I've gotten in trouble. San Don't Fran like and it. Frisco. No nope. nose. Nope. No nose. You're talking to somebody from the Bay. Nope. Nope. I know. And I know, say I just the don't Bay. think it sounds bad. Everyone wants to point out that Brady got caught on a hot mic, you know, cursing. After the game last night, the thing that stood out to me was the fact that he said San Fran. To me, that was the heck with the hot. <laughs> yeah, they do not yeah. like it. Well, it's from there, like you, I guess I get you have it. to know better. That's I, why it surprised I me. I just don't think it sounds bad. I think and it sounds catchy. I don't know. As for the age thing, uh, Brock Purdy was born four months before Tom Brady was drafted. Four months before he was drafted. And he is on the list. For the Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week, Brock Purdy is a nominee. So, too, is Brian Robinson, Christian uh, Watson, Garrett Wilson. He's here every week. Deron Bland, who James Slater mentioned yesterday, and Tariq Woolen. Seven tackles and yet another pick. Six picks now tied for the NFL lead as a rookie. Your Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookies of the Week. Yeah, we will talk Odell. What does Jerry Jones say about the visit last night? Win, 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 win. Yeah. Curve everything else. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know ever do that saying? with everyone Some people you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, you're watching NFL Now, NFL Network. 13 months ago today, November 6th, 2021 the Browns cut Odell Beckham Jr. He eventually went to the Rams won a Super Bowl tore his knee up and now he is still looking for a new team he was in Dallas yesterday meeting with the Cowboys here is Jerry Jones this morning on the radio Uh, you know I just think this is an opportunity that is rare because of his availability Uh, but uh, there's going to be one way or the other there's not a failure here I'm talking about the actual signing or not signing. There's not disappointment here. Uh, If this thing uh, works, it'll improve this team now. It'll improve it this year. Uh, If we uh, uh, don't don't have that, uh, then uh, we're in a positive situation as well. Uh, It has to improve us now. And, uh, uh, you know, that's that's a pretty tall order, and uh, it has to improve us in a way that uh, uh, makes sense for us as we look not only this year, but as it impacts the years to come relative to uh, the financial aspect of it. All right, we'll try to make sense of that in a second, but we'll just show you last night OBJ sitting courtside Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs at the Mavs game. By the way, big big win for the Mavs, beating the Suns 33 from Luka. They were chanting his name at the arena last night during a timeout. Mike Garofolo, Tom Pelissero, chanting OBJ, OBJ. And then this morning, Jerry, Tom, still seemed tentative. I think the medical seemed to be a bit of an issue. What do we know? Well, Andrew, part of what we know is that this is one of those stories. There's only so much we can add because literally everything Odell Beckham Jr. is doing right now is documented between social media and Jerry Jones on the radio and every other form of this that we could possibly have. Did we take your whole story, Tom? Went through the medical yesterday. I mean, basically, I'm just going to make some stuff up. Uh, Last night, went to the Mavericks game, of course, with Trayvon Diggs and uh, Micah Parsons. Back in the building today, going to meet with coaches and continue those conversations. But Jerry Jones alluded to it here. You really got a couple of different moving parts. One of them is the medical. And that's not to say that something turned up here that scared the Cowboys off. No, it's just the reality of a guy who hasn't played a whole lot of football really over the last two years. Obviously played really well in the Rams playoff run before he re-tore his ACL, but he hasn't been out 
out there. There's a ramp up type of a period that he would have to go through. And then on top of that, you have the financial piece. Odell Beckham Jr. ideally wants a multi-year deal, give the team a little bit of a taste of it this year, get his feet wet, and then be ready to roll in 2023. Well, what's the number where that makes sense for Odell to sign with anybody at this stage? And how much are you going to get out of him during the stretch run of this season at a time that you're operating pretty good as an offense? It's all those parts fitting together here. What we do know is that Jerry Jones generally gets what Jerry Jones wants. He's made very clear he wants Odell Beckham Jr. The price tag is going to be a big piece of this. I think you did a great job filling in the blanks, Tom. And and let me add this, too. Jerry was asked this morning, uh, would you sign him? Are you confident signing him without working him out? Quote, I'm not confident at all. That's the quote that that kind of stood out to me. Um, So, yeah, there's that. If he signs, we'll let you know. Until then, he's in Dallas. Jimmy Garoppolo's done for the year, and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are trying to figure out the 49ers quarterback situation. That's real football and fantasy football down the stretch here as you get ready for the postseason. You may be doing the same. What do you do? Is there somebody out there? The NFL Fantasy Live crew now, Patrick Claibon, take it away. Thank you so much. And because of the rest of you who are watching this show, we know you're up to date on all of the quarterback injuries that we had in week 13. So for fantasy purposes, there might be some guys you need to go out and get. Rank, who's the first? Jared Goff. I had to, I had to pause. Jared Goff. And he was somebody who last week we talked about on the Q&A show. We talked about him on the hot sauce, all this stuff. And he went out there and he crushed it because the Lions are back to being a fun football team. They're spreading the ball around. They're scoring a lot of points. And this week, they got the Minnesota Vikings, who gave up a ton of production to Mike White and the New York Jets last week. They've been doing it over the last month or so. They're, I know they're starting to get a little healthier now, especially in the defensive secondary. But there's still an opportunity, especially for the Lions, who are on a roll right now. So if Jared Goff is still available in your league, he would be my number one guy. Well, Rank talked about Mike White, and Mike White getting the started quarterback for the Jets has really changed things in that New York offense, and we've really been on him the last couple of weeks. In his two starts, he's had over 300 passing yards in both of them, and you look at his schedule the rest of the way. He's got the Bills, the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks. It's a very forgiving schedule, so if you're looking for quarterback help, surprisingly, Miguel Blanco's out there on the waiver wire and could be the guy to help lead you to a championship. Yeah, and if you need quarterback help just for this week, like a streamer, Ryan Tannehill is someone that I like a good amount because of the matchup against the Jaguars. Jared Goff just scored his most fantasy points against them in two months. The week before that, Lamar Jackson had his high in the last two months. The Jaguars are just a get-right spot right now. They're giving up the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks in the last month, but they score up points as well, and the Titans' defense gives up production, meaning that this could low-key be a high-scoring game. Stream Ryan Tannehill. One guy who's going to be involved in some low-scoring games is going to be Tyler Huntley, the backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. In three of his last four games, he's got 10 or more carries. The floor is nice and safe for Tyler Huntley, and I think that could be a safe start uh, for you over the next couple of weeks. If you want a safe option in terms of fantasy football information, Monday through Friday, every night, right here on NFL Network, NFL Fantasy Live. We'll see you next. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the brand new Week 14 Power Rankings currently available at NFL.com. Eagles number one. You heard Dan Hansu say bang. The Cowboys are number two. The Bengals are up five to number three. They beat the Chiefs. Chiefs sink to number five. So obviously, Bengals are better than the Chiefs. I mean, that does make sense here. But you have the Cowboys. Hansu, it's great to see you, by the way. Great. See you as well. I have the Cowboys who, who just beat up on the Colts. Do you not like when I talk before you introduce me? Is no, that no, unprofessional no. I, and you're... It's just two people talking. Okay. I mean, who cares? Um, <laughs> Cowboys ahead of the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Cowboys beat, beat the Colts. Oh. You only beat who's on your schedule, and they also scored 33 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, no, the Cowboys make sense to me as the number two. I love the one-two punch of the Eagles-Cowboys atop the rankings. Uh, that, that felt right to me in the moment. So when you factor in um, what that defense could do now, I know they lost an important part of their secondary mm-hmm. in Brown, and we're going to see how they react to that. Uh, but I think they're going to hold things together, and when Dak Prescott is playing at this level with a running game that's as good as it is, they are going to continue to mow down opponents, and I don't think the NFC East is over either. Jeff Chidi, I like the Eagles. I know you do. Jeff Chidi just said he has the Bengals better than the Chiefs. Clearly, they've beaten them now three times with the calendar saying 2022. You have the Bengals here as the best team of the AFC. It's listen. The the power rankings, as you know, are a snapshot. Not the power right standings. Now. Well, that too. But it's right now, and right now, where I stand here in December, entering Week 14, that there's no team I trust more in the AFC than the Bengals. So much of that, obviously, goes back to the dude behind center and and that certain magic that Burrow uh, possesses. But the offensive line's improvement and Jamar Chase being back and how strong and disciplined the defense is playing. And this team just believes, and you just get the feeling there's no team uh, that they feel like they can't beat. And I think that's true. They're going to be a tough out. Yeah, totally agree with you. The 49ers have the number one defense in football. We see that. And I'm guessing it's the reason you still have them at number seven. So there's got to be some faith here in Brock Purdy, or is this all nah, defense here? It's a toughie in the power rankings land here, Andrew, because what do you do with a, for, a superpower that loses – it's starting quarterback. Is that like do you put a team in the bowl game if they lost their quarterback kind of thing? It's kind of. So what I did, obviously, as you see, great win against the Dolphins, but I still dropped them, but keep them in the top ten out of respect, and now it's wait and see, and it's crushing. And I saw I saw what you guys did there, by the way, with Chidea in the last segment. 
uh, the, in bold letters, the 49ers Super Bowl dreams are over. That's what Jeff wrote. That's NFL.com right now. I know you're doing that for when they win the Super Bowl and they do their the season, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. They're going to use that in their video montage, which is cool. So good job by your entire team here. Okay, would they use as well me going to break saying the Lions are America's team? You have them at 17, up three big spots here. I love it. And they were 31 in these power rankings after week nine. So that tells you what has happened here, what's transpired. And I got to give a lot of respect to a guy who, when I covered Hard Knocks with Colleen Wolf this summer and did the podcast, we talked about where's the offensive coordinator? Where's Ben, ben Johnson? And uh, I'll tell you where he is. He's in the lab putting together a great game plan week after week. And now what you're seeing with this offense, with a healthy DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, and all these other pieces and an offensive line that allows Jared Goff to be the best version of himself, this is sustainable, and they're going to continue to score points, and with the defense getting better, if they beat the Vikings, Andrew, they beat the Vikings this week. They're knocking on the top ten in these rankings. I, I just think it's bonkers here. The Vikings have a clinching scenario that isn't tied to the Packers, isn't tied to the Bears. It is tied to the Lions. Real quick here, the yes. Raiders, who we're going to see here at SoFi on Thursday, up 2-15? to 15? I like the Raiders. I like their chances here to be in that in-the-hunt column mm -hmm. uh, in the playoffs just because they have so many big-time players having big years. It doesn't make any sense that they're still two games under, and I think it's going to average out. Now, their schedule ends very difficult, but there's a very good chance this team is 7-7 seven and seven going into Week 16. NFL.com slash power rankings. The Raiders are very much alive. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.